Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello out there in Radio Land. This is Hank Hill, Assistant Manager, Strickland Propane. Come on down to Strickland where you can get a great deal on the new Char King 320 Propane Grill. We have other propane grills and propane accessories for your grilling needs. So come on down. Mention this ad for an extra 5% off of your next propane tank fill-up. by Strickland Propane, Harlan, Texas. Uh, have a great day. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty. Season 3, Episode 8. Episode 8, Good Hill Hunting. Good Hill Hunting. Yeah. Good episode. uh, Very family-centric, as always. Yeah, for uh, sure. It's a good old Texas tale right here of, uh, let's go down to the deer lease. That's right. Yeah. Without any further ado, let's get to it. Um, we start inside of Dale's house uh, yep. this is before the credits, anything. And they're looking out the big picture window and they are watching a deer eating his garbage. Yep. Uh, yep. we get a, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then Bill says, see, I told you it wasn't me going through your garbage. See deer deer. Dale says, I guess we owe you an apology. I guess those were probably deer droppings too. And Bill says, probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. You and I love so. how, I love how this joke pays off at the very, very end of this episode. Oh, the, the deer uh-huh. infiltrating the human quadrant joke. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, he says those deer are infiltrating the human quadrant. They've replaced fire ants as the number one ex urban pest, ex urban pest. If, if, oh my God, what is going on? Uh, I ate a bunch of garbage. If everything I know about exterminating is true, which it is, we've got to find the queen deer and take her out. Bill's like, queen deer? The queen I bet deer. she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he's weird. Dale says, and the best part is Joseph's finally old enough to come. Uh, he says, yep, I'm taking my boy on his first hunt, the same way my dad took me 25 years ago. And we, we pan across and we see the hunting pictures on the wall, a big six-point buck uh, head. And then Dale turns uh, to the deer and says, uh, I am photographically memorizing your face. 
And then, before that, he says, we're not just killing a deer. We're killing, killing Joseph's, Joseph's childhood. childhood. Yeah. yeah, He's becoming a man. Bill says, oh, look at that. He's staring right back at you. And Dale's just like, geek. Geek. <laughs> then we get our credits. Um, yeah. The credits roll. For your sister, no bell, no yell. No bell, no yell. We start up outside. They are packing up the back of Dale's dead bug because everybody in the neighborhood's going hunting. The bugabago. The God bless. Before you. we get canceled, yeah. What it's did we call bugabago. it before when we didn't say bugabago? The dead bug van or something dead like bugab- that. Dead yeah. bugaboo. I'm just going to start saying it wrong just to just to make people uh, tweet at us. Uh, so Dale says, okay, Hank, you can borrow my Star laser sight. It's Bobby's first hunt, so he'll need the Russian night vision goggles. My Joseph's got the bionic ear booster, and I'll be in charge of the good stuff. Dear wee wee. Super premium Estes. Dear wee dear wee. wee wee. Hey, Estes, we talked about that you. before. I told yeah, you. Yeah, we, we talked we about did. that. Uh, Hank says, this is crazy. <laughs> People used to go hunting. All they needed was an orange shirt and a, and a six-pack. Dale says, times have changed, Hank, but you know all this. If you were a hunter, for the love of God, man, go to church more than you go hunting. You should be ashamed. Everybody just starts laughing, and Hank says, I'm not ashamed. I'm glad there's people out there thin in the herd, but if you want to get sloppy drunk and shoot off guns with a bunch of guys, I'll go to my, I'll dad, go to my dad's Oscar, Oscar party. party. <laughs> Oscar party. His dad's Oscar party. Yeah. Can you imagine Cotton having an Oscar party? No, I cannot. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it would just be raucous shooting, yeah. Oh, Dale says, Hank, a hunting trip's not just about getting drunk or shooting deer. It's about getting out in the woods, away from the government, where your paper money's useless unless you run out of leaves, where a man can let down his guard and share his biggest fears. Hank says, Dale, uh, you with your guard down is my biggest fear. Dale says, my biggest fear is that little pointy, well, I'll save it for the trip. (laughs) (laughs) Hank says, you mean the beetle? He says, shut up. I was saving that for the trip. Uh, We are now in Dale's house with Joseph and Bobby. Bobby says, he's trying to explain this to Jophus. Jophus. (laughs) Jophus for the rest of us. Uh, he says, don't think of it as a rifle. Think of it as part of your body that fires the bullets. Wow. <laughs> we got to remember, Bobby's the crack shot. Now, we've already had the... Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Bobby is the crack shot. We already know right now that Bobby is a better shooter than his dad could ever hope to be. Joseph, that dumb little idiot, says, when the time comes, do you think you'll be able to, you know, pull the trigger? Bobby says, oh, yeah. I don't want to be the only kid around who doesn't kill a deer. You get a loser nickname like, I don't know, Joseph says, Park Pockets? (laughs) Well, more about not killing deer, but yeah, we don't have to worry because we'll be hunting with our dads, a team. And then we get a flashback. It's not really a flashback. It's like a dream sequence, right? Yeah. So we get this dream sequence where Bobby and Hank are walking through the woods. Um, An eagle flies bomb. That kind of thing. Yeah. We uh, We see all these animals around them, and they are just going through the woods looking for deer um and hank stumbles hurts his ankle and a deer literally just gallops and jumps over him yeah it's it's a wild sequence here hank says go get him bobby and this is of course bobby's dream so bobby says no we're a team uh and then he puts hank on his shoulders (laughs) And starts carrying him with the gun in one hand and Hank on the, on the, over yeah. his shoulder. And then he tells him, Bobby, I just want to say. Well, this is after he kills him. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. He, he They see the deer, but just jumped yeah, yeah, over yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Bobby literally with one hand uses one the hand rifle and just goes, pow. Him, yeah. The deer looks at him, 
nods to him, and then it dies in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> and Hank, Hank says, Bobby, I just want to say that you are perfect <laughs> and a man, I which just, is everything that Bobby well, wants to hear from his dad. Well, and he shakes his hand. Yeah, He's he like, his congratulations, hand, yeah. buddy. You are perfect yeah. and a man. <laughs> but just that nod from the deer is fantastic. Oh, the nod is hilarious, oh. yeah. So the deer jumps over him, goes and just sits down and waits for Bobby to shoot him. Bobby shoots him with one hand, and the deer just goes, Yep, you bested me and just uh, dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then we come back, and Bobby says, I don't mean to brag, especially about something that hasn't actually happened yet. Well, no kidding, Bobby. <laughs> but it is his fantasy. That is his fantasy. We are he just in... wants acceptance from his dad. That's, that's his, exactly that's his right. fantasy. It doesn't even matter about the deer. He just wants his dad to call him a man. Absolutely true. We are back in the Hill House, and we're in the Hill Kitchen. Uh, Peggy is sitting at the uh, breakfast nook table or whatever you whatever want to call it. Whatever it is, yeah, the little and, breakfast uh, area. She's doing something, and Hank says, what's with the bandages? Lou Ann fixing to give you another haircut? Ho, ho, ho. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a real great joke. Yeah, because her hair is... Uh, Peggy, I remember that when she cut her hair. Oh, yeah. Whenever she... Or uh, the... And then Lou Ann was like, oh, <laughs> walking away laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Peggy says, this is for you and Bobby to take on your hunting trip. You'll be ready for cuts, sprains, and I even put a needle and thread to sew your ear back on after Bobby takes Bobby talks it off. So she is thinking, boy, this is a way for these two. Them two to go talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he don't ever want to talk to his talk dad, enough. and his dad doesn't ever want to talk to him because he doesn't know how to, he don't really know how to talk to his son because of the generational gap and the weirdness of stuff that his son likes because he has nothing oh, yeah. in common with him, really, other than the fact that he's his son. Hank says, uh, yeah, and kind of laughs nervously, and he says, uh, we'll be gossiping like schoolgirls. <laughs> Peggy responds. Yeah, he looks uncomfortable, yeah. <laughs> Peggy responds with, and I made a little hunting permit case out of a freezer bag. Give me your permit, and I'll stick it in. Hank, being unprepared, which is unlike Hank in this episode, that is the only thing I have about this episode. He is unprepared. Uh, she's, uh, he says, well, uh, I hadn't really got the permit yet. Peggy is taken aback. She said, "You didn't buy the permit yet, Hank. What is wrong with you?" He says, "Nothing." And then, uh, and this this part right here was funny as hell to me. She goes, "Oh, that reminds me. Did you get the batteries for Bobby's Game Boy? And did you pack his backup Game Boy?" Backup Game Boy. Yeah, Hank is trying Damn, to get the focus a off backup of him. Game Boy. Yeah, any way you can. Peggy says, "Bobby's not bringing toys on this trip. And when was the last time he had two whole days spend just talking with his father?" Hank says, "I spend lots of time with Bobby. He's there when I eat. He's there when I watch TV." <laughs> I've thrown countless balls at him in, in the, the backyard. backyard. Yeah, I just him. want to understood that it says at him. It doesn't say that he's caught him. Peggy says, Hank, you're scared of being alone with him. He says, I am not. She says, you are scared of your own son. He says, well, maybe I am. So what? I don't get him sometimes. The thing that comes out of his mouth, and he's almost a teenager, so it's just going to get worse. And I don't know what we're going to talk about for two days, and hell yes, I'm scared. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. Peggy says, this is an important milestone on Bobby's road to becoming a successful adult. One of the big three. Okay, these are the big three for a, for a kid growing up. Age 12, first hunt. Okay. Age 16, learns to drive. Age 18, finally turns 18. Wow. <laughs> That's it. Nothing else she to look says, forward to for the rest of your life. She says. 12, 16, and 18. That's the pit, That's peak living. Well, and the final one is the milestone is the milestone. You know? Yeah, learns to drive. Age 18, finally turns 18. He turns 18. She says, give him this milestone. For me, it was porn and cigarettes. As soon as I turned 18, <laughs> I went day. and bought a lottery ticket. Yeah, I yep. did the same day. I went and bought a lottery ticket. I went and bought my first porn magazine, mm. and then I went and bought a carton of cigarettes. Very nice. That's it's what you call a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Peggy says, give him this milestone, Hank, so he can move on to the next and the next and eventually move out of the house, and then you won't have to talk to him at all. 
Hank says, all right, fine, I'll get the permit. Bobby will kill the deer, and everyone will live happily ever after. Just trying to get her off his ass. That's it, That's yeah, all he's just he's trying doing. to get her off. Uh, next thing we see is Hank waking up in the bed with Bobby already dressed in all his hunting gear with a rifle in his hand. Oh, he's just ready to go. staring at his dad until oh, he's he wakes up. he's ready to up. go. That the is intensity creepy of, shit, though. The intensity of Bobby, though, and his hunting here is... <clears throat> Bobby really is about it. Bobby's a shooter. He likes to go shoot, man. Bobby likes to shoot. I don't know that I've ever heard Hank say this phrase, by the way. Oh, he, I don't ever know that I've ever seen Bobby wake up that early to go do something. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. But he gets, he, he kind of, oh, what? Boom. And he looks at Bobby and he says, Bobby, what are you doing in the master bedroom? I don't ever remember him saying master bedroom. That's kind of weird that yeah. nobody says that. Uh, Bobby says, truck's all packed, breakfast is cooked, and here's your robe, towel, and toothbrush. And sticks the toothbrush right in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I mean, Hank has got to appreciate being Hank. You know, because he would be ready also. Yeah, for next, sure. Next thing we see is Hank shaving in the mirror. He is really lathering up, uh, so he is an old school shaver. Uh, and he's singing, I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops all over the world, and every poor little heart of a little Ricky girl. Nelson? Uh, yeah, and then he goes, uh, oh, hello, son, sees him in the mirror. Bobby is sitting on the back of the toilet with his feet on the seat uh, with his rifle, by the way. Still got his yeah. rifle. Uh, and he says, oh, hello, son, what are you doing? He goes, watching. He said, and then Bobby asked him the weirdest what question in the world. What does a razor smell what like? What does a razor smell like? Weird I bet question. it smells really good like metal. Metal does not smell good. No, I don't know. Metal always smells like that oil, you know, like uh, like WD-40 or something like I that. Like, I know? like the way old rusty metal smells. That's gross. Um, he's uh, Hank says, uh, yeah, okay. Why, why don't you wait in the kitchen, Bobby? I can have a shave and uh, uh, talk at the, uh, at the same time. He says, that's okay. We don't have to talk. <laughs> so, that's so weird. He's yeah, like, he's like, we I'll just sit here and talk. watch you. I'll just yeah. sit here and watch you. So we're back at at uh, Dale's dead bug truck, uh, the Bugaloo, and uh, we've got Bill Boomhauer and Dale in the driveway. And uh, Bill says, a boy's first buck. I remember my first buck. Took me six shots to bring him down. Three more to finish him off. There was no usable meat left, but what, what a thrill. thrill. <laughs> no usable meat left. Yeah, but what a thrill. Nancy comes out, and she is crying. She brings Joseph out. She's like, oh, Suge, you're taking away my boy, and you're going to bring him home a man. And how long is that going to take exactly? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's planning on a red corn. Uh, she's planning on getting red cord. Uh, yeah, you've been red cord. <laughs> you've been red cord. Hell yeah. Dale says, red corn hold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dale says, sorry, babe. You'll have to go without the big, big D, D for at least for two, nights. two nights. And then, uh, that right there, the writing on that <laughs> is fantabulous. D. Yeah. John Redcorn comes driving up in his Jeep listening to Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Yeah, always rolling up listening to something. <laughs> he gets out. And starts walking in. Dale's like, John Redcorn? He says, Dale. Uh, he says, you bring back that tea bag I lent you? Lent him one tea bag? Nah, this right here. <laughs> the, the, yeah, lent him a tea bag. <laughs> one tea Who's bag. borrowing a tea bag? No, but I like this part because every time that uh, he tries to connect with Joseph, oh, uh, yeah. Redcorn does. It's just yeah. like, it does. It just it, falls. It, it falls, it just falls so yeah. hard. And I yeah. like this part. I have something for Joseph. Your first hunting trip is a sacred occasion. The deer you will kill will be your relative. You must show your respect for him and all the dear people first by giving thanks. Dear people. Uh, yeah, dear people. By giving thanks, then by using every part of his body. 
No and, prob. Yeah. <laughs> no prob. What, I, what yeah. I like is is while he's saying that, like that mystic music is playing, his hair's blowing in the wind. You know, it's just it's just so nice. And then Dale's just like, "No prob. We're taking old Mister Buck right to the rendering plant for sausageification." Yeah. <laughs> Redcorn says. This hunting knife was given to me by my father and to him by his father, and now I pass it along to you. And he unwraps this yeah. beautiful Bowie knife. A used out of this. knife. Oh, cool. Yeah. Joseph, he's yeah. like, used knife. Cool. Thanks. So now we're in the hill driveway. We've got Peggy in her finest you know, that's robe. Like, like, I don't think like we truly understand how awkward these situations oh, super would be awkward. in real life. The whole neighborhood knows, but but like you're so oblivious to the fact that you don't see it. But you're all standing in the same hey, place, God, he, he talking about this child. Has to know. Talking about this child who has a quote unquote manly, like biological father. Yeah. And like it's a coming of coming of age I mean, story. Just look at I don't the know. Kid. It's just all he has to do is the look amount at him. of the amount of awkward that's in this episode is just like all he has to do is look at the kid. Phenomenal. That's it, you know. Yeah. I mean, that is truly it, and you can tell whose kid he is, but uh, Dale is just oblivious. Uh, so now we're in the driveway. Peggy, like I said, is in her finest bathrobe, uh, and uh, it's it's Hank and Bobby and Peggy. She says, let me hug my child one last time. Oh, my big boy about to become a little man. Honey, I filled your rifle bag with fruit pies. Uh, your rifle is in your sleeping bag. <laughs> Bobby says, thanks, Mom. I, I mean, Peggy. Uh, Dale, jumping over the... Uh, the uh, fence says, uh, let's go, let's go. Hank says, just a second. There's one last errand I need to run. He says, what do you need? Mike and Ike's? I got you covered. And breaks, picks up. I didn't really understand this. He's got a yeah, box of either. Mike and Ike's in his hand. He's just shaking, shaking over the, the fence. He said, no. Hank says, I just need to hop on over to the county office and pick up a couple of hunting permits. Don't worry. I'll be right back. And so he takes off to the Heimlich County tax office, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, uh, because he or needs Walmart. to get he needs to get a hunting permit, right? Yeah, so yeah. he's at the Heimlich County office. The guy at the counter says, uh, "Who, by the way, is standing in front of a sign that says don't mess with Texas,' which was don't still a new thing Texas. at that time, I believe. Potentially, yeah. Yeah that that slogan didn't come out, I think, until the nineties. Uh, and then he also has a uh, list of permit fees behind him. I could not see what the fees are for, but they are fifty. 75 10 and 40 dollars so those are all the permits you can get in heimlich county there's That's a lot only of four of them there's only four of them uh the man at the counter says can i help you hank says yeah i'm taking my boy hunting so i need a couple of permits oh and uh one of those don't mess with texas bumper stickers the guy says no more deer permits this year what why why not they haven't been all shot i caught one picking through my garbage uh, it's like it was new york city new york city yeah. Uh, the guy says, I know, they're a real nuisance. They're eating everything in sight. He goes, well, of course. There's too many deer and not enough food. Issue more permits and they'll all, or they'll all starve. Hank has a really good point here. And this is, I understand that hunting sometimes gets a bad rap um, because, you know, people think that every, every hick's got a gun and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But if you're truly a deer hunter and you go out only in deer season and and go by the rules 
you are performing a service. Yeah, you are. Because it's, deer will reproduce to a point where they will starve to death. It's conservation. It is. It is. It's conservation. It's just like controlled burns. But in the a only forest. reason why we have to do these controlled things is because we have killed the natural enough of the natural predators of these animals that the population can't control itself. Well, sure. Without us, there would be wolves, coyotes, sure. everything else in the world to go out there and I, kill. I it, get but, it. I get it. But, but I'm we saying, have. But these systems are in place because of. The, Conservation. We have to conserve what we've already tore up. Here in Texas, we have a situation with uh, feral hogs. Oh uh, yeah, they're they're they are they're they, shooting them from helicopters. They are shooting them from helicopters or shooting them any way they possibly can because and these hogs are not native to Texas. These were introduced Russian from Europe. Russian boars. Yeah. yeah, and so um, the fact that they are back there just rooting and killing everything, they're violent as hell too, and tearing everything up. Uh, and reproducing at a rate that is unimaginable. No, it's um, it's it's literally you're you're talking about. Uh, I was in uh, the Brazos River Valley down by Bryan College Station, mm-hmm. and there's uh, my my friends, my my kids' grandparents have have a have a place down there. Okay, and uh, his great grandparents, and uh, we used to spend a lot of time on that when I was a kid. And there's literally patches that you can find out there, thirty acre patches. Of hogs, thirty oh, sure. acres. Oh, oh yeah. We yeah. sat on a hill with a spotlight to go Thick hog hunting. Too, yeah. We went to go hog hunting at night, and we shine the light down on the hogs. And you look down there, and there's literally thirty acres of hogs. Yeah. You you shoot at one, you have thirty acres of hogs mm-hmm. that are going to be running in every which direction. So oh yeah, they, they we run in, slowly in, in back packs the hell out of there. They just oh yeah. oh, they could kill people. Like yeah, they're crazy. bad. They they eat anything. They'll tear anything up. Yeah, so he's so. got a really good point when he says there's too many deer and not enough food. Uh, they need to issue more permits or they're all going to starve. The guy at the counter says, yeah, I'm sorry. We had to limit it to 400 this year. The environmentalists. Yeah, it was the on only way we strike. could get the environmentalists off their hunger strike. Now, I understand the point, you know, of them uh, striking and trying to save the deer and all this, but it is misplaced. It is. I will go on record and say it is misplaced. Some of these deer need to go. Yeah, because some of them if not, go. they will start. It's overpopulation. To death. Yeah, they'll start to death. So uh, you'll have no good deer to eat. It'll just be a bunch of scrawny deers. Hank says, "So you're telling me my boy can't go hunting because you wouldn't let a couple of twig boys, twig boys again, twig uh, boys starve? Forget number six. You're now serving nonsense." And he just storms out. Number six, referring to the take a number, leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're now serving nonsense. Uh, we are now in front of Dale's house. Uh, everybody is ready to go. And uh, Connie says to Bobby, who both of them are dressed in their finest hunting gear, sitting on the back of a truck, and yeah. uh, they're both holding rifles in the middle of the street. Yeah, that's uh, very Texas. Yeah, Connie says, uh, good luck on your hunting trip, Bobby. Thanks. Just so you know, I'm leaving a boy and coming back a man. Well, okay, that's not the way it works, Bobby, but sure. Uh, Connie says, you're lucky. I'm leaving a girl and becoming ba- coming back a man. <laughs> Did you come from a hunting family? <laughs> no, not really. No. I went hunting a few times. I killed a couple of rabbits. I just I couldn't do it. I just didn't didn't have the stomach for it. Yeah. I just. But you was know, your dad like a hunter though? Was it like no? No, he wasn't. No, no. The only thing my dad ever hunted was fish. Uh, he's a big fisherman. Oh, I, fish fishing. I just never. So you did a lot of fishing then. I, I I went on a lot of fishing trips. I just I didn't. It enjoy was one it. of those things that you didn't enjoy. Either. I just didn't yeah, enjoy I didn't it. Either. I don't like waiting. Yeah, that's what I didn't like. I was like, if, if you I, could if you could hook a fish every like 10 seconds sure. or 30 seconds, I'd be in there. Now, I will say there were a couple of fishing trips where we went down the Navasota River here in Texas. Yeah, that's pretty. And uh, the that's white, a river. white bass were spawning. 
Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And so you could literally drive your boat just slowly down the Navasota. They would jump in the boat. There were so many it's of them. It's probably not like that anymore. Bubbling up to imagine. the top. They would jump. I mean, it was crazy. That was a fun trip. I mean, because something yeah, was happening. Yeah, yeah, something all the time. was going on. Yeah, but yeah. all my life, fishing's I, boring as hell. That's all, why they say a fishing trip without weed is a boring fishing trip. <laughs> all my life, though, I, I've just been a person who likes to do three things at once. You know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even today, I'll watch TV, be on my phone, and maybe be doing something on the computer all at the same time. You yeah, know? I, mean, I like just, I, I like to keep a lot going too. But I don't know, brain, fishing is just always well for me. It was just I just didn't like touching fish. Nah, I did that part didn't really bother me. Oh, but, I hated but it, my uh, my brain just needed to stay busy and it just wasn't enough no it's not enough uh so anyway they're both coming back men which is fantastic con shouts from back uh in the back and says uh hey con jr i'm in the car you ride shotgun don't forget my raisin bagels they're in my briefcase <laughs> raisin bagels in his briefcase that's great yeah uh so uh hank pulls up <laughs> in the truck and he says all right everyone let's go uh you guys go on ahead bobby hop in uh and then he tells bobby bobby there's something i need to tell you everybody pulls out Hank pulls them into the driveway, and Bobby says, no, me first. Uh, I know I'm about to be a man, Dad, so I just wanted to take the last chance to tell you how much I love you. How nice of yeah, Bobby, yeah. right? This is a seminal moment in this kid's life. Well, it's it, it, it's good, but it's also sad because mm -hmm. he's saying, I wanted to take this last chance. Well, he's going to be a man. Like, Can't do it, it yeah, he's a man. Yeah, I'll yeah. never be able to tell Can't my dad it. I love him That's again right. because he's going to be a man. Yeah, I, I am on Bobby's side there. Uh, and Hank says, I'm not. I tell my dad <laughs> I just, love him all the I'm time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hank says, you might want to take this last chance to cry, too, because we're not going. And on that, we are going to take a commercial break, and we will be right back. Hey, guys, this is Mike from uh, Bois. Uh, I'm here with Rusty, and I wanted to tell you about something that's coming up. Uh, RogueCon 23 here in Waco, Texas. This is a creator's con that we're going to have January 20th through the 22nd. Three days of family-themed fun. Uh, we're bringing creators from all over, and we're talking TikTokers, YouTubers, uh, podcasters, uh, anybody and everybody that creates. Uh, we're bringing them here to town, and we're doing it across six locations downtown. It's going to be a huge uh, three-day weekend that uh, I don't think this city's ever seen. Uh, it's going to be some cool yeah, stuff not for creator cons. We've never had a creator convention before. So we're going to, we're going to have it at six different locations. Like I said, uh, we'll be doing, uh, live podcasts. We'll be doing, uh, demos, panels. Uh, got a guy who's going to throw some snakes at you. Uh, I've got, uh, uh, maybe some wrestling. I've got tons of live music, live events. Uh, and you can check it all out at roguecon23.com. That is R-O-G-U-E-C-O-N-2-3.com. Get your tickets. It's 10 bucks a day, or you can get the whole damn weekend for 20 bucks, which I don't know of any sort of value like that. That is that's that's a fantastic a deal. value. That's a steal and a deal. And in addition, everything you go to those three days, uh, you get a ticket for. You take those tickets, and you show up on Sunday Throw them in the hopper, and we're going to be giving away prizes. Oh, wow. So it's a good yeah, weekend. A it's a great way to do some stuff in the new year. Again, January 20th through the 22nd here in Waco, Texas. Six locations all in downtown Waco. Go to roguecon23.com for your tickets. Do it now. Rusty, I see you just lit a beautiful candle. Yeah, one of the Saint Angelis oh, candles. Saint Angelis. We've yeah, been absolutely. we've been looking forward to these. 
Yeah, they finally <laughs> came in. What uh, scent we got there? We have Saint Tropez. I'm probably saying that wrong, but we'll go with it. Saint Tropez. Saint Tropez. Saint Tropez. Saint Tropez. Saint Tropez. I think it's Tropez. I think. I like the way it yeah, sounds. It's like. islands, right? It's, 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 it's a certain group of islands. Yeah, it's got a very like floral scent. I don't like the fact that you're sitting there smelling your fingers. But What's the wax like? Oh, the okay. wax from the. Yeah, I'm not smelling my fingers because I dug in my butt. It does smell fantastic, though. Just, yeah, I really like it. So tell me about scent. these candles. Uh, the candles are a collaboration. Uh, smell it too hard, the fire uh, gets on your on your mustache. Saint Angeles. Saint Angeles candles. Dominique. Yeah, uh, Dominique and, and her candles. she has sent me one of each of her candles. Wow. You also have a box on the way, Mike. Holy crud. And, yeah, so they smell. This one smells wonderful. It it's, really does smell very good, yeah. floral, mm-hmm. tropical. Because, mm-hmm. you know, flowers, Relaxing. flowers in a meadow smell different than flowers by the beach. You know? Sure. So it's got, like, a very, like, beachy, tropical flower smell. It does, yeah. It's very good. I like it. Like, I could, I could be... You know, it's like I like a maybe like a hint of salt, like a salty like I like the way beach the, and floral. I like I the way the like wick the maintains a fire. Also, that's very nice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Saint Angeles candles, everybody. You can go Saint to uh, Saint Angeles, Saint Dash Angeles dot mm-hmm. com slash candles. Yeah. And you could use code K O T H twenty. K O T H twenty. Discount code on there. So yeah, if you go on there and check it out, we'd appreciate you checking her candles out. And, yeah. Uh, Beautiful, lovely smelling lovely candles. Gr- make a great gift, and we'll have a uh, give it to your mom and add a week until give it to the your candles sister. are done. So until we're done with her whole line of candles, we'll be letting you know about each one. And this uh-huh. one was Saint Tropez. Uh, the candle company was established in 2020 in Los Angeles, California, uh-huh. by Dominique, and she goes by the name Saint Angeles. And you can find all of her content. At St. Angeles on Instagram and I think on YouTube as well as where yeah. our podcast is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys. And please, please go support St. Angeles Candles. Give me that code one more time for a discount K O T H 20. St. Angeles Candles. Pretty. Floral. <laughs> it smells great. <laughs> go buy a candle. All right. And we are back. Um, you know, this is a tough one right here. It's one of my favorite scenes of all time, but it is a tough one. Hank, yeah, for sure. Hank and Peggy are inside watching Bobby fart around in the backyard uh, through the uh, sliding glass door. And uh, Bobby is setting up a huge, it looks like a refrigerator box, right? And he's drawn a crude deer on it, and he's taping a fruit pie to the heart yeah. of the deer. Yeah, he is. Hank says, in, in trying to make up for his mistake, Hank says, you see that? He's already practicing for next season. I tell you what, Peggy, this extra year under his belt, he's not only going to be a man, he's going to be a Superman. How do you like that? Our son is Superman. He just kind of chuckles. Peggy <laughs> is having none of it. No, nah, uh, she ain't having not a damn bit of it. She She's says, pissed. She says, you have no clue, do you? Would you look at him? He's at the age where little boy hormones get violent. They don't call them nice, quiet, well-behaved hormones. They're raging, Hank. He has a chemical need to kill. I was counting on you to channel that need away from humans. And then wow. it cuts, yeah, it cuts to Bobby. Peggy, is, that's almost <laughs> Dale. Like You would think Dale would say some shit Bo- like that. Bobby has like a one of those little pellet guns, uh, but it's like a handheld uh, gun. 
that shoot, and all I can imagine is it shoots those little discs. You remember the the guns that shoot the little discs? Yeah, the little disc guns. Yeah, yeah the little disc shooters. So he shoots one, and it or, or busts. Or rubber band guns. Yeah, and it busts the fruit pie. Bobby goes over and gets the fruit pie, eats part of it with his hands, and then smears the rest of it on his face, looks up and just, yeah. just like a primal <laughs> yeah. scream, almost as like an explanation point at the end of Peggy's point here. She goes, I'll be looking my bedroom window tonight, so please be in by 10. It is, uh, it's a wonderful scene. That is a wonderful scene. A wonderful scene. The primal urge to kill. They don't call them nice, quiet, well-behaved hormones. They're raging, Hank. They're raging. He has a chemical need to kill. <laughs> so next, uh, we're with Dale and Joseph in the woods. Uh, they have set up a uh, hunting blind. They got camo all around them. I mean, this is a first-class setup they got going on. Yeah, they got it ready to Dale go. They're has, all blinded up. Yeah, Dale's got his headsets on, uh, and they are trying to communicate between each other, Dale and uh, uh, Joseph. He said, Red Dog 1 is Red Dog 3. Do you copy? Over. Uh, Joseph says, 10-4, Red Dog 3. And then you hear, squack, squack, you know, like it squelches. Yeah. And uh, Dale, of course, because ah! he yeah. screams at everything. Damn inferior Soviet surplus merchandise never does what it's supposed to. And then you get the Dale part of Joseph coming out where he says, or maybe it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Maybe it just bounced a signal off a satellite to attack sub in the Gulf of Mexico whose mission is to read, read our, our brainwaves. Brain <laughs> read says, our brainwaves. Dale says, that's my Red boy. Case. I was about to say precisely the same thing, except the subs in Lake Superior just rubs him on the head. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, good boy. Uh, next we see Bobby. Bobby's a little depressed. He is uh, first, uh, first. He's face down on the carpet in the living room. This is uh, second or third time Bobby has taken this approach to uh, being depressed. Mm, uh, yeah, he, he manages it very just well. Just goes face down into the carpet. Uh, Peggy from the kitchen is like, what are you doing, Bobby? He said, nothing. There's a spider in the kitchen. Would you like to come kill it? No, thanks. Okay, then. And then you just hear, whack. She, whack. Just, she kills that spider. She does it herself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we're in bed with Hank and Peggy again. Again, I will comment on the fact that I didn't realize they were in bed so much in the show. Uh, Hank is snoring away, boy. He is sleeping hard. Snoring, snoring, yeah. And Peggy, uh, is reading papers with her itty bitty headlight on again. Yeah, she's got the little headlight. Uh, and, and she said, Hank, Hank, wake up. I just want to tell you that I'm learning more about how you destroyed Bobby's life. Good God, Peggy. That is Peggy's <laughs> a crazy. terrible thing to say. Uh, she says, I searched through my old social studies files, and look what I found. A tribe in Papua New Guinea, a boy who misses out on a rite of passage, in their case, killing a missionary, remains a boy forever. He will never become a man. Hank says, <laughs> Hank says this is a report by a seventh grader, and it only got a C. <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she goes, well, I got backup. Look at this fourth grade word find about the Huron Indians writes a passage, and she holds up the word find, and the words madness, killing, and manhood are all circled in red. Yeah. For some, who is doing this word find on a know. fourth this grader? Is, this is a wild word find, yeah. <laughs> and Hank says, well, I did see Bobby talking to the Mrs. Butterworth bottle, but I didn't think it was that strange at the time. Oh, it's strange. <laughs> so we're now uh, at Strickland Propane the next day, and Eustace is there, Randy's oh, dad. Oh, useless Eustace. He's trying real hard to pick up a propane tank. And I don't, have you ever picked up a propane tank? They're not that heavy. I mean, mm. they're, they're they're heavy when they're full, but they're not that heavy. Yeah, depending on which size, which, which size. Well, this is a regular tank. old squatty one, a little oh, tiny small, one. small, yeah. And Eustace says, oh, uh, Hank, could you give me a hand carrying this out to my SUV? Because <laughs> yeah. he can't pick it up. 
Uh, Hank says, Eustace, I've never seen you in here before. Finally decided to make the switch to propane, huh? You know, I think you'll find the perfect choice for all your... And Eustace interrupts him and says, uh, no, thanks. We, we use passive solar. Hank picks up this propane tank like it weighs nothing and puts it right under his arm. Like it like weighs abs. Here we go. It's pretty strong. So guy. it oh, does Hank show kill. the strength of Hank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, no, the propane's for cooking Randy's deer. Once he kills it, of course. Hank says, what? You're going to take that that son of yours? And I, that was rough the way he said that. That son of yours hunting? Eustace says, oh, I've got to. It's a rite of passage. At least that's what the feeling in my men's group. Uh, that's why I'm not taking any chances. Uh, and he says, La Grunta. And he hands Hank a pamphlet. Now, on this pamphlet, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you the rest of what Eustace says. He says, La Grunta Hotel and Resort does a hunt every year. They take care of everything. Guns, permits, uh, uh, hunt taste, uh, uh, wine tasting. Uh, Hank says, permits, cushion shooting stands, heated blinds with automatic corn feeders. Yeah, well, that's I mean, not the hunting. That? Yeah. yeah, he goes, that's not hunting. That's shooting fish in a barrel. That Eustace sounds like glamping. Eustace says they have that too. Uh, now, on this pamphlet, uh, I want you to see this. I drew a nice little picture of the pamphlet. Okay. Right? Yeah, that's a great picture. <laughs> so you've got the sun laying in a uh, uh, a little chair there, like a like a pool lounge chair. With yeah. A, with a, for some reason, the sun has an umbrella over it, and it says La Grunta Ranch. And then on the next page of the pamphlet, you've got uh, three animals at the top. You've got a deer head, a, a duck, and a rabbit. Uh, they have well-stocked ranges, temperature-controlled blind, automatic feeders, cushioned seats, and then the last thing on the list, free skinning service. Oh, wow. So that's You don't even have to skin your own deer. Yeah, they skin your deer for you. Oh, damn, that's lazy. (laughs) That's terrible. You go out there and kill it and can't even skin it. (laughs) And then, according to Eustace, they also have shooting fish in a barrel. You can do that while you're there. (laughs) Yeah, shooting fish in a barrel. (laughs) So the next thing we see is Bobby outside just aimlessly riding his bike in circles out in the the street. He is so bored. He, He hates the fact that he didn't get to go hunting. Uh, he rides up to a little boy who we've never seen before uh, with a with a tiny little cowboy hat and the kid's on a big wheel uh, riding around. And he goes, hey, you want to ride bikes with me? Bobby's like, okay. Oh, okay. He's just like, okay, last thing, whatever, who cares? Whatever. Uh, then we, uh, we're back to Joseph and Dale in the uh, deer blind. Um, and uh, jo- uh, Dale is explaining to Joseph uh something about the trilateral commission and we we join him mid-sentence he goes which brings us to the trilateral commission ironically named because there's actually four joseph says dad i think i hear a deer i better go have a look and he goes around the corner this is when the deer comes in and just stares at dale yeah and then starts to charge him and he ah and then he chunks the gun over to joseph and joseph shoots the deer as it attacks dale Dale gets up and just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice shot. Son. Joseph's like, nice, nice throw, Dad. He says, nice shot, son. He goes, we make a trick team, don't we? Yep. The gribble doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> Next, we are uh, back with Bobby and this little kid on the big wheel. And now Bobby has a tiny cowboy hat on, and they are playing cowboys, I guess, because Bobby is over here just going pew, 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 pew. And uh, Hank drives by and sees this, and uh, it feels like Bobby is regressing in age. Yeah, uh, he says, uh, "Bobby, to Bobby his childhood." Bobby, yeah, he says, "Bobby, Bobby, stop playing! Uh, stop playing dead! Get up before someone sees you!" Because Bobby has pretended to be dead after this little kid shot him, uh, and he goes, "What is that, Dad? Dad, is that, is that you? you? Everything's yeah. so dim." 
He says, Bobby, get up. I'm not going to make it. You're not injured. The gold is buried. The gold is buried. <laughs> it's buried. Uh, he says, stand up. And then Connie and Con drive by, and they got a big old deer strapped to the top of that minivan of theirs. She says, Bobby, look what I got. Yeehaw. Uh, and Bobby looks at her. He goes, I got shot in a holdup. <laughs> she goes, what? And again, Hank not wanting any part of this. He goes, he's fine, Connie. He had an allergic reaction, reaction to, to a, a fruit, fruit pie. pie. That's all. While he's dragging Bobby's body because Bobby yeah. refuses to get up. He starts dragging him, and he drags him by Dale's house, and everybody is there with uh, Dale's dead bug, uh, with the with the deer strapped to the top to of the it. Van, yeah. Everybody comes out, including Redcorn, who uh, is still getting his shirt on. Yep, <laughs> he was hanging out a little too long. <laughs> They're all coming out to see the kill, uh, and Dale says, "Hell yeah, look at this butte. How about this kid, Hank? Excuse me. How about this man?" Bobby says, "Look at me. Everybody's got a deer, and I don't." Everything looks so Christmassy. He looks all around the neighborhood, and every single person there has a damn deer on their car. It looks so Christmassy. Now it looks I, so Christmas he goes, now I know how the Jewish kids feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great line. Hank says, Bobby, how'd you like to trade in that cowboy costume for a hunting permit? Bobby says, what, do you mean it? You got a permit? He goes, I got better than a permit. I got, got LaGrunta. La yeah. yeah. So Hank is feeling super bad about this at this point, you know, and he sees Bobby regressing and stuff, and he thinks that this is really the only way to save Bobby. So the next thing we have, we're at La Grunta. It just looks like a big fancy hotel. Yeah, that's all it looks like. Uh, they walk in in the lobby. You got a big fountain. You got auto uh, double glass doors. You got fancy music playing. I mean, it's like it's like a a big fancy a big hotel. Thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Bobby says, Ooh, this is fancy. Where do the deer stay? Does the kid really think the deer stay in the hotel? I don't know. Hank says they don't keep the deer in a hotel. Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, they walk up to the reception desk and the girl at the reception desk says, hi, I'm Beverly LaGranta. No, re no relation. How can I help you? Okay. How in the hell is her name LaGranta? And she works at LaGranta and she's not. Because she's lying. Oh, well. I think she's the it. owner's daughter. That could be it. Yeah. And she's told, she's, uh, yeah, tell them you don't have any relations. Uh, why wouldn't you just change your last name then? Just pretend. Maybe she doesn't like to pretend. It's the perfect crime. Uh, it is the perfect crime. Hank says, uh, we're, here to, uh, we're here to deer hunt. She goes, wonderful. The shuttle leaves in a half hour. It's $400 for two. Will that be cash or credit? Hank's like, oh, my God, $400. Yeah. Says, hey, Bobby, look at all this other stuff we can do. And he goes over to we the golf or you know, the big pamphlet rack that you see in, in the lobby of hotels. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. like, you know, world's biggest ball of string. 400 and, Yeah. yeah I, when I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to grab one of every one of them. Oh, I don't doubt that. Just yeah, to I read them. Sure, Just to read them, sure. yeah. Well, I like to read when I was a kid, so I would read anything. I would go I would over and pamphlets. turn them all upside down. I would, I would read them all, and I'd be telling my mom <laughs> and dad nice about every, hey, let's, let's go do this, let's mm -hmm. go do this. And mm -hmm. they would be like, we have an itinerary. Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, well, itinerary, this is free. We go do this. This is free. <laughs> I would always look for the, the, the free stuff because that's the easy free, stuff to talk to get them into going. It's all free, but they all want you to go through their gift shop. Yeah. Uh, so he goes, hey, Bobby, look at all this other stuff. We could golf or swim with a dolphin. And Bobby says, can I hunt it? He wants to hunt a dolphin. He goes, uh, doesn't say. Uh, and he goes, oh, here you go, Museum of Miniatures, $40, and worth every penny if you ask me. And Bobby is starting to get upset. He goes, oh, don't get upset now. I was I was just teasing you, just testing you, you passed. And then he gives the lady his credit card finally. 
Four hundred bucks is a lot for Hank. Four hundred. Well, I don't understand how four hundred bucks is a lot for Hank when we were just discussing. how he paid the maid so yeah, much. Yeah, how he paid the maid a living wage. Yeah. Like, how could you pay somebody a living wage? Yeah, he paid her a lot. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much Hank makes. It doesn't seem like it'd be that much. It doesn't, but if he doesn't make that much, how could he afford a maid or a living well, he's got wage a credit card. for a maid? Uh, Which is yeah. also weird for Hank. I wouldn't think he would have yeah, credit Yeah, I wouldn't cards. either. Because remember, know. he had trouble buying uh, what dryer. was it? A dryer. Was yeah. it a dryer? Dryer, washer, something like that. Yeah, yeah housing appliance. Yeah. Uh, so they pull up at yeah, the... Yeah, it was the dryer, because she was hanging his underwear up outside. That's right. the washer, the dryer. Well, that was the dryer. They pull up at the La Grunta Ranch. Uh, they pull up in a big shuttle bus that yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. one of those that they take the old people around in. Uh, there's Randy with, uh, with Eustace, and Randy says, hey, Bobby, look at my deer. He, he, and then he says, he shot it all by himself. They wrapped it in the gift shop. I like that line. That's a great line. <laughs> they wrapped it in the gift shop. Uh, now we're out in the, uh, the, uh, Bobby and Hank are out in the woods, but you can tell it's a very controlled environment because it's got, uh, fencing and all this stuff and, and they're kind of sneaking around and, uh, then they, they come around the corner and a big pheasant comes yeah. out from the tree, <laughs> you know? And so, and, and Bobby's like, Oh, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Hank says, boy, you said it now. Careful when you walk deer can hear the rhythmic pattern of human footsteps. Bobby says, gotcha. And then all of a sudden you hear, and the guy drives up on a four-wheeler. Guy says, uh, there's an open stand in pasture two with your name on it. That'd be Hill, right? So there's no reason to even whisper. There's no anything, right? There's no actual hunting involved here. And that's the, that comes None. to be the, the actual problem. Shooting fish in a barrel. I, <laughs> what a sport. Uh, next, we're in the hunting blind with uh, Bobby and Hank. And Bobby, who still doesn't get the fact that this is all controlled and stuff, he goes, I will never forget this moment, Dad. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. When I'm a man, do I still get my allowance or do I get up to minimum wage? <laughs> Hank thinks that's funny because he that says, funny. well, son, now that you're going to be a man, you're going to have more responsibilities and maybe you do deserve a little more each week. Uh, and then we hear this whirring sound and the friggin' deer feeder goes off right underneath them. Uh, and all the of these deer, deer come up out. to feed, yeah. and the deer don't even look at them. I mean, they not are not at all. in not the least bit scared of them. You know, they've been they, they've been conditioned to this. Bobby pulls out his gun and he starts lining one of them up, and he says, "I think I'm going to shoot the one on the left." What do you think, Dad? And uh, Hank says, "Uh, I don't think you have to whisper anymore, Bobby." Bobby is aiming at the deer, and he goes, "Squeeze, don't pull," and then he stops. He goes, this isn't right, is it, Dad? Nope. Hank says, no, it isn't, son. The next thing we see, they're in the truck headed home. So yeah, that's it. They didn't shoot fish in a barrel. They didn't shoot fish in a barrel. Didn't shoot deer that, that aren't afraid of them. Well, they come to terms with the didn't fact hunt. that it's not the same. It's yeah, not a hunt. They didn't hunt. It's not the same. You that know, dog shooting, hunt. shooting, Shooting a deer like that, it just isn't the same. It's just like uh, yeah. it, it's a, it's the thin line between conservationism it's cruelty and, and hunting. Honestly, well, well, because well, because they do these kind of things in certain places in the world where people get pissed off when people go shoot a giraffe mm-hmm. and stuff like that, where you see those things on social media sure. and then people are like, oh, why the hell are they killing a giraffe? Not knowing that the hunter that killed that giraffe 
that giraffe goes to a, a native village mm-hmm. and they eat the giraffe. They eat every, they use yeah. every part of the giraffe, yeah. you know, because that at one point, I mean, including that's, that's, that long neck bone. Yeah, whatever it is, one but, big but neck bone. it's whatever they kill, you know, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be a giraffe. I know or whatever. what you're saying. I'm just kidding. And it's, uh, I don't know. I guess it's just not the same. I, well, I don't know if it's cruel, but it's I think just it's cruel. Uh, you're raising these things to be killed. That's that's nuts. Well, raising things to be killed is is nuts. Yeah, like the leases where you pay, like the pay for leases where yeah. you go pay, and they specifically like oh wild, they're squared like off with yeah. like big fences. Mm-hmm. That's not the kind of hunting I like. We'll go to on do. a rhino hunt. Well, there's four of them right there. You know, they've all been raised in this captivity. And let's yeah. go shoot one. That's yeah, no, I don't like that. Uh, so they're back in the truck, uh, back in the big red truck, and they're headed home. And uh, Hank says, hey, "Well, ra- okay, yeah. you you brought up a good uh, raise to hunt, but what about mm-hmm. raise to eat? So everything that we that well, we pigs, eat is raised sure. to eat. They're all Cattle. they're all treated worse than these raised to kill deer are because these deer right here are high ticket. Like they're treated they're treated elegant. They're fed elegant. You know, they're fed really good and treated really well. Yeah, but I would whereas, say, whereas like our chickens, they're stuffed all in like." small pens and they're pumped full of hormones where they could barely walk you speak for your chickens don't speak for my chickens well a lot of well a, a lot of the chicken that people eat i don't i i personally try to source all my food local and uh as free range as i possibly can i do as much of that as i possibly can it's hard to do it with everything yeah that is tough. it's a game you know but as as far as my meat and stuff goes i try to source all my meat at least that way so they're back in the big red truck or the little red truck i guess in their case and yeah the ford ranger yeah hank says i'm sorry bobby i guess it really let you down today didn't i bobby says it's okay i know you didn't mean for it to be this horrible <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> He's got a little well, bit of his you know, mother in him. Well, that's the thing is, is, and again, it's like, I think that Hank is struggling. I think every dad, because I know I had a lot of battles with my dad when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Every dad struggles to let go of the fact that their boy, I know I'm struggling with it right now because my kid's turning, he's he's this age. Yeah, uh, They're becoming a man, you know? It's like, well, I'm no longer, you know, you're uh, at some point you're not going to need me to protect you, and I feel like that's a... A struggle for a mm, lot of days. Even Hank, the hard, the the hard ass that he is, you know, he he doesn't want his son to get older. He doesn't even care that he skips this or, you know, it slows it down, for, slows life down for him because you only get like that, you only get that feeling once. That's true. That's true. You yeah. you only get it you get it one time around. That's all you get with your kids. Uh, savor it. And now back to the program. Uh, Hank says, uh, you know, there's plenty of worse things than getting to hold on to your boyhood for, for a while, a yeah. couple of the year. He goes, uh, and by holding on to your boyhood, I don't mean, <laughs> I just thought that was funny as hell. Yeah, yeah, I do too. That's a good one. I did not remember that joke. That's a good joke. Yeah, that's a really good joke. <laughs> Bobby says, uh, oh, I know dad. I know. Uh, look at it this way. It gives me an extra year to learn from the man I'd most like to be when I finally become a man. And Hank's like, damn it, Bobby, this just ain't right. You're 12 years old. You're a good son. You deserve better than this. I'm going to skip you ahead one year, uh, one whole milestone. milestone. I'm going to let you drive my truck. And he pulls over on the side of the word. Bobby's like, what? He's just he's crazy, crazy happy. And Hank says, you heard me. Well, come on, grab some wheel. He goes, I don't believe it. I'm in your seat. He scoots over and gets yeah. in his seat. Hank uh, says, well, we gotta we got to fix this for you. you got to reach the pedals. And so he scoots the seat up. And he goes, believe it, Bobby, it's real, and it's really happening. He goes, uh, now you got to reach the pedals, the pedals. And, like, he moves the seat up. Fixes and he goes, the mirror. Now we got to yeah. fix your mirror. Okay, start her up. Now, that's the gear shift, and that's the brake. And, well, you've seen the movies. You know how it works. Let's go. <laughs> you've seen the movies. You've seen you know the how movies. It works. Yeah. 
Uh, he goes, let's go. Keep it steady. That's good. That's good. He's driving along. Oh, Bobby's like, this is so cool. I'm driving the hell out of this truck, aren't yeah, I, I love Dad? That. That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> driving the hell out of this truck. Hank says, well, hell, you, I love you too, Dad. Hank yeah. says, you sure are, son. You sure are. Uh, and then a deer. A deer jumps out in front of him. And Hank said, break. He goes, oh, no, I hit a deer with your truck. Uh, Bobby literally hits and kills the deer right there. Yeah. Uh, Hank says, oh, God, yeah, you did. Uh, uh, it's a good clean kill. Yep, a good kill. So uh, Bobby turns from frantic into happy. Because he got him a deer. He got him a deer, yeah. So they come pulling up at home. Uh, Peggy and Luann are inside, and Peggy sees them and says, oh, they're home. Hank says, uh, you should have seen it, Peggy. Came out of the woods and charged right at us, but Bobby took care of it. No problem, didn't you, boy? I mean, man. Peggy's like, oh, my son, my big, strong, normal son. <laughs> Dale and everybody else starts filing out. Uh, he goes, nice going, Bobby. Did you look at the rack on that thing? Bill starts pointing at it. There's your sausage parts right there. Uh, yeah. And everybody's like, nice going, Bobby. Way to go, Bobby. Bobby says, I couldn't have done it without my dad. Now, a couple things. Um, we see a Polaroid of Bobby being taken with the deer. Not sure who had a camera because I didn't see one at all. Yeah. Uh, well, and then Peggy comes out and to... sprays the blood off the truck yeah. and kisses Hank. So she knows exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you wanted to what? I wanted to talk about the uh, the Texas Park and Wildlife uh, rules and regulations about that. So if you hit a deer on the highway, yep. like the... Uh, the actual stuff that you that that you that you're supposed to do is you're actually supposed to call the Texas Department of uh, uh, the local game warden dispatcher. Sorry, yeah. so you're supposed to find out who your local game warden dispatcher is when you hit a deer. Right. You call your game warden dispatcher. The dispatcher then I guess sends somebody to you or whatever. Uh, if the deer's not dead, if you just injured it, you call them and let them know there's an injured deer. But if it's dead, you just move it off the highway and leave it there because mm -hmm. the Texas Department of Transportation removes dead animals every so often off the side of the highways. But So there's a job specifically for that, for the text dot. Okay, so it is illegal to tag the deer yeah. and take it with you. And it's uh, illegal to be found with any body part from that deer or anything. It is against the law. And uh, if you know anything about game wardens and mm -hmm. stuff like that they have uh they're they're granted certain permissions and stuff like that uh they're allowed to go and do certain things that different law enforcement isn't so they're allowed to inspect your fridge if you're suspicious of having illegal meat like they can come in your house and check your fridge for the meat or whatever if you're suspected of wow. it like they're that they, they operate at a higher deal which is funny because game wardens are then put in situations by other law enforcement agencies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where there's suspected other stuff going on where they'll have mm -hmm. a game warden go and uh, do, you know, hey, well, this person might have this gun or this this deer or whatever, and then they'll, like, end up, like, doing drug raids and stuff like that, helping, like, FBI and things like that. So uh, the the Texas wildlife is the, 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 the game wardens in Texas are... Don't mess with them. They're no, they're no, take yeah, they're no joke. They're no Because they could take your truck. But that's good information. That's really well, it good is. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you illegally hunt or you do something like this, they could take your everything that was used in the commission of committing that crime. Yeah. So if you, you if you hauled it out in a trailer and you had a truck that was hauling the trailer and the gun that used it, they could confiscate everything. Yeah. So yeah. just be smart with it, please. So last thing I want to point out about this scene, uh, everybody from the uh, uh, neighborhood comes out, with the exception of Nancy, by the way. I don't see Nancy in the crowd. 
Yeah. Uh, they all come out to see Bobby's deer. And uh, it's Peggy, Connie, Joseph, Bill, Dale, Boomhauer, Redcorn, Con, everybody, everybody the whole comes neighborhood. out. Right? Luhan has short hair in this one. Last episode, her hair was grown. Yeah. This episode, she's still got short mm. hair. These are out of order, I believe. Unless I'm just seeing things. Uh, it seems to me that Luann has short hair. They might be out of order. Yeah. I wonder what the, let me see here, the call signs or whatever on them mm-hmm. might be. Let me see if I could, if, if I could crack this this mystery here but that polaroid of bobby is really kind of the end of this uh this episode and it's a good episode they yeah actually if you look at the production numbers uh-huh. for good hill hunting it says three a b e o four the two episodes previous to this the three episodes previous to this one are three a b e o two o five o seven and 08. Mm. So so it may be out of order. So it is definitely. So we, yeah. her hair might be short again in other well, episodes. Well, she's got then, she's got kind of that mid bob of hers, right? Like where it's 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 grown out some, but it's not to the point where it's even like like sticking out, you know. Yeah. It's anyway, go back and look at that and and you guys tell us. Already so, maybe yeah, that's something I'm, you need to look at. Some already can figure but it out really first. does look to me like Luann has shorter hair in this one and so this may be out of order. Uh this is the end of the episode, but we get the credits to start coming up. And very rarely do we get one of these, but we get kind of a last scene. Bobby's sneaking out at night and getting in Hank's truck pretending to drive. Uh, and he's making car sounds and all this stuff, and then <clears throat> he turns on the headlights, and what does he see in front of him? He sees Bill digging through the damn trash. Bill so this is when that joke pale, that pays it, off. That joke paid off, yeah. Bill looks back at him like a raccoon with red eyes, and he just continues digging through the garbage, uh, and, and Bobby just turns the lights off so he doesn't have to see that. Uh, I love how that joke planted at the very first of this episode pays off after the credits. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. And last thing we hear, last thing we hear after we get the the entire credits is, I'm driving the hell out of this truck. I'm driving the hell out of this truck. Great episode. Uh, That's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I like that one. I like those coming of age stories that they do uh, so often in uh, King of the Hill. There's a lot lot of those. All right, tell them where they can find us. You can find us at Link tr.ee slash b-w-a-a-a-k-o-t-h you can also email me at b-w-a-a-a-k-o-t-h at gmail.com i'd appreciate uh, any and all interactions and i do message back and uh, try to respond in a timely manner to all sensical uh, messages sensical yeah i don't if it's nonsense i'm just i'm just moving sure. on with it uh, but yeah, we appreciate you guys uh, sticking around with us for season three. Yeah, uh, we're getting getting into the uh, the thick of it. Uh, I guess we're whew, season three, episode eight. Uh-huh. Uh, how many episodes is there? Let me see. Twenty two. Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. So we're not even halfway there yet, but we're we're moving on through, guys. So uh, and we'll uh, it. we'll see you guys again Friday for a uh, uh, very special episode. Wima Tanye. Wima Tanye. See ya. The Gulag. Ma. Ma. 
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>